This episode is brought to you by Blueprint Renovate Program, the program designed to create space in your firm to cultivate mindset change through what you do every day. Visit blueprinthq.com.au slash contact to start the conversation. So here's the question. In an industry where the rules were written over a century ago and the world of business that we work in keeps changing, how do accountants like us grow our business and its people to their full potentials, stay agile and keep ahead of the game? How do we build scalable businesses, create working cultures no one wants to leave, win new clients, stop trading hours for dollars and establish ourselves as the client's central advisors? That's the question and this show explores the answers. Welcome to the In Demand Accountant. I'm your host, Sam Dean, and I'm on a mission to transform and modernize the accounting industry and help ambitious accountants like yourselves double your revenues, work less hours, and enjoy life even more. Stay tuned and enjoy some brave conversations. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the In Demand Accountant with Sam Dean. I'm Sam Dean, your host. Really excited about the topic today, actually. We're going to really drill down on a couple of the things that are probably a bit softer and a little bit more, for lack of a better word, woo than we have over the last uh, little while. They're going to support what we've been talking about over the last four or five weeks, which is our relationship with time and change. Last week, we drilled down on some very practical ways on how to help in our everyday behaviors. Today, we're going to drill down in some underlying softer stuff that I think gets in the way. And again, I really struggle with the softer stuff because the actual term, because if this is where the actual magic happens, what I'm going to talk about today, and it's actually really tough and it's the hardest stuff. And I think it's some of the hows that haven't been explained to us or that, you know, people are very unclear on. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. And then next week we're going to talk about putting it around a very practical thing, which is the end of year process to actually get very pragmatic on it, if you like. So don't worry, stay tuned. It it won't be. You'll be able to go through this. So the topic today is really two things. We need really need to know where our efficiency magic is, and then we're going to go through why rest is actually our superpower. So two things where our actual magic is, what is it we actually want to be doing, and I actually like to call this just get out of our own way and then, you know, really talk about rest, which is something we all struggle with, particularly as efficiency. So I want to get some framework around that for you guys as well. So let's talk about where our efficiency magic is. And what I mean by that is that sometimes we really need to get out of our own way. So if we know where we're really good at and what comes naturally, then This is where we would be most effective, most efficient, and frankly, most happy. I think, and look, I've been so guilty of this, and I still struggle with that. Sometimes we get into areas in our businesses that we shouldn't be in, and this is rampant through our whole industry. So if you're an accountant, for instance, and you really, really want to be talking to clients all the time and working on, you know, more technical stuff, Yet, if you're processing all all the side of the job, you know, which is probably more of an administration style of tasks, there's going to be ebbs and flows in your everyday because of stuff that actually frustrates you. But if you're really a process-driven person and you really know where your magic is around that, that's going to excite you. So it's really 
about getting in there. Now, I know this is particularly hard, particularly if you're starting out or if you've got small businesses where you're having all sorts of hats. So I think a lot of the time, particularly in our business models and when we work with partners in particular, is that their magic or our magic might be around, for example, you know, client conversation and just, you know, bringing clients in, yet spending a lot of time in HR management in maybe even the finance side or, or whatever that is, so the different roles. So if you have a business that can actually have different styles of roles, you need to put people with, that are good at them in there and you need to actually establish where your magic is and basically get out of our own way because as experts, we are control freaks and please, I am more guilty than this than most, but I know that as I've got out of the way of areas that I just shouldn't be in and is not, I'm not the best person for it, or sometimes, you know, I, I am actually maybe the, the strongest person in it, but I can't teach anyone else how to do it if I'm there. So, um, you know, we really need to understand where our magic is. And we need to also then, if we are not able to do that all the time, schedule time during our week when we are actually in that zone so we can be most effective as it. So if it, you are a person who loves or wants to develop your conversation skills, schedule lockdown time that you do that, that you are actually out there talking to clients and developing that. So actually do that. And also, sometimes if we're very good at something, we kind of put that last. Always put it first. It's like getting ready for an exam and you do the hardest bits first and then you don't leave enough time for the stuff you're really good at. So, you know, really, really work on this. And you can go back to the episode you know, that's why the episode on really being future focused and where you want it to be, that's where you're starting to find that. But then also use your decision making framework that we worked out yesterday to say, well, at the moment, I, I have all of these roles and all of these areas where what lights me up the most and then maybe come up with one or two little steps that you could do to move around that. If you're a smaller business owner or you're an accountant, you know, working in a firm, you still have this. You can still use this frame. It's probably even, you know, it's just as important. So look at what you do every day and say, oh, well, I'm not spending, you know, what I really want to do is be a high-level tax advisor on, you know, rapidly changing legislation or whatever it is in your head. I'm not spending much time on that at all, either developing it more or alternatively actually delivering it. I'm probably only spending 5 to 10% of my time. So how could I increase that to 20%? I see over here, I'm doing all my own invoicing. Could I get someone else to do that for me? And then take that step. So really start to know your magic. But the first step in any of this is to know it, to actually sit down and say, where do I want to spend my time? So like I joke about last week in the conversation training, that if you do set a 10-minute or 15-minute or an hour limit for a meeting, it's amazing how it will stick to that, even though it never has before. So in this, if you can really take back what we talked about a couple of weeks ago on where you want to end up, think about that, but then look at it in your day-to-day stuff and say, how can I move it from where it is now to there? But the, as I said, the first step, if you absolutely know where your efficiency magic is. So just loop back on that, know your magic space. What is it you're good at and what comes naturally? And then the second thing to that is schedule some time around that and what energy you actually need for each of that. Have a really good look at what 
you're actually doing now and spending time at. And this is a great thing, again, coming back to what some of our, what's actually right with us is the fact that we do do timesheets. So go back and have a look and, you know, keep very real to that. And then the other thing is that's in line with this is, and which will lead into the next topic, is know when you're actually at your most efficient and utilize that time effectively. We all ebb and flow in our days. Mornings are the best for me. Anytime after lunch, don't speak to me. So I try to do more of my administration email stuff. And I find that, you know, we've even had to develop in, in the consultancy, you know, you know, what topic we actually put after lunch. Now, some people, most people are morning people, but about 25% of you would be night hours. So it could shift. So really look at your day and where you're most effective and then put in what you're most efficient at into that time. Then when you're sort of down and you're not at your highest energy, that's when you put your administration tasks and stuff like that in. I think we spend a lot of time letting people or our lives, you know, take us away from where our magic time is and also what our actually magic is. And be very aware when you're looking at this to get out of your own way on this. Because if this sort of sense is jumping in your head, if you're thinking, I'm the only one who can do it. I'm better at it than most. You could actually be right to a certain extent. I can tell you you're not the only one who can do it. But if you get to a point, it's the where you get that statement that you know you have to get other people in except around the stuff that is magic. And I think as business owners, I speak to business owners directly here and also any high-level accountants who manage staff and do everything that's the statement that you need to look at. It is taking you away from your magic. So understand where your magic is. And then as soon as you get anything outside those zones and that pops up, then that's where you need to get somebody else in because you need to teach other people to do it because you can never go into your other space if other people can't do what you do. So have a think about that one. So the next topic, which is, I believe, our actual superpower when it comes to effective and efficiency is talking about rest and how rest actually increases efficiency probably more than anything else that we've talked about. So I think in our very much our industry, and this is not unique to our industry, it is our whole culture at the moment. I think if one thing is showing up over the last six months that I'm hoping will keep coming through is that sometimes a pause is good and a rest is good and a reflection space. Unfortunately, in our industry, we probably haven't had as much of ability to do that than other people have, you know, because obviously with the changes in the legislation and then obviously the ATO using us as their, and I'm just talking to tax accounts here right now, but you know, using us to actually, you know, distribute the legislation and everything through into SMEs and, you know, the wider community through JobKeeper, etc. We have really got on it. We need to keep doing, we need to keep moving. We can't stop because, you know, everyone's relying on us. However, I want to see if we can start thinking about breaking that. The problem with all of that, it actually makes us less efficient. You know, I've been speaking to people who have been working 11, 12-hour days and into the work week. Now, this is really hard to hear because you think, well, what's the alternative? I can't. I can't stop. I've got all of this stuff to do. I know that you have to stop because I can tell you that if you don't, and I know this from personal experience twice in my career, 
you will break down and that is super inefficient. You won't be able to continue. Something will happen that you'll get so exhausted that you can't. Also, there's a lot of science and I can back this up. Overwhelm and fatigue leads to ineffectual decisions and less efficiency. Something you could do in six hours will take nine or ten hours. And the decisions aren't effective. You look back and go, what the hell was I thinking? What was I doing? And you have to fix it later because you weren't clear because you're on overwhelm. You're very, very exhausted. And unfortunately for us, we have been layering this on. This is not just a COVID thing. This has been going on since 1911. And our hours for dollars mindset, you know, the more hours we put down, the more money we make, the more successful we are, you know, all of that sort of stuff. So this is a really hard thing to take and a really hard change. I still struggle with this. I've been working on this for, you know, about five or six years now. But I can tell you from personal experience that this does make you much more efficient. Now, you do have to put framework around that, like we've discussed. You still have to get the work done or get other people to get the work done, which is another very efficient play. And But there's no other way to do it. To go forward, and I'm sure that when you sat down um, a couple of weeks ago and went through where do I want to be, some of the stuff that would have come up on the feeling is I want to be feeling a bit more calmer. I want to feel more in control. I want more time. And this is how you actually create the time because we have to actually take time to make time. As with planning, stepping back, retreating, and making a plan so we can go forward so we can be very clear, it makes everything else. But fundamentally, our first thing is to get rest. So I am not talking about rest here. We can't all go and take three months off. It's not realistic. We can't just do that. No way. So how could we actually create some space in our everyday? That's what I'm going to go through in a minute. But I just want to really drill down on the importance of it. And there's a stack of scientific studies. There's a stack of TED Talks. If you Google TED Talk and just say, you know, rest is a science or there's a particularly one I like. It's called redefining rest, slowing down to speed up. It is very true. I slow down and now I am getting more done in every day than I ever got when I was working 10 or 12 hours sitting in my partner's you know, seat in a big firm. I can tell you that. And, uh, you know, I even go back to my initial career sort of 30 years ago when we were doing 110% and working super much more efficient now. And it's not technology that's got me more efficient. It's how I approach things, doing things that I don't need to do, getting out of my own way a little bit, haven't quite got that superpower under control, but really working on it hard, but having a lot of framework about conversations, not having conversations, this all then creates our space. Now, the important thing is, though, is to think of rest as thing that creates our efficiency and our time. Taking time to make time, scheduling it, setting us up for success in the day with it. So the things that you can think about here, some practical ones, which have been proven by science and by stats and by me and everyone I work with, is Do not work more than, say, 90 minutes straight. Get up, walk around, two minutes, three minutes. There's so many apps and stuff, technology, if you really like it, that you can use, but get up, 90-minute sessions. In COVID, I got back into my habits of doing that, like I would work at my desk on Zoom for hours at a time. So I had to get, actually, my husband or my my son to come and say, Mom, it's 90 minutes, get out, and then, you know, reset my calendar up so that that wouldn't happen again because you do get involved. So you need to have some accountability partners around that one. Well, I do anyhow. 
And then rest and break between those sessions, 10, 20 minutes. You know, go outside, be with nature, do whatever you can. It just makes you more effective. Try not to get any breaks in those sessions as we um, talked about last. Take time off regularly to remain fresh and the best. So don't work on a weekend. Or if you can't feel like you can't get that much, start with do not work on a Saturday morning. So remember the decision framework we were talking about last week. Make a decision and stick with it. So how I do it with my rest, I have a rule. I don't work on a Saturday. I don't actually work on weekends at all. I am actually recording this podcast on a weekend right now, but I did take Friday off, so, you know, that's okay. But it's just, that's your Sunday right now. But make some rules and stick with them. But don't make them big rules at first. Don't go for the whole weekend if you've been traditionally working all the time on weekends. Go for a Saturday morning or Sunday afternoon. Also in that rest, and this is a hard one, guys, because I know that you might enjoy that, it's actually a rest. It's not going down to the pub and having four or five beers or doing whatever. It is actually resting. So taking some time to walk in nature, doing something that um, gives you joy, playing with your family, walking the dog, trying to really reconnect back with that, you know, going with your friends. I had personal experience in this. If you can avoid the consumption of alcohol in that rest, not all the time, but in that one sort of recharge rest, that would be beneficial as well. There's a big one, guys. Limit our workdays to eight hours. Now, those eight hours don't have to be in a row either, by the way. Try to break in the middle of the day. And when I think back to last week's episode, we talked about maybe one of us is having a lunch break, actually going out 45 minutes and walking around, eating some really good food and, you know, just spending some time with yourself and creating that space. It will turbocharge you into the afternoon like you wouldn't believe. And it gets rid of that really fatigue, oh, I'm overwhelmed, oh, do I have to make another decision type feeling that we're all suffering from at the moment. So this is critical. Rest is critical. We need to start developing some habits one step at a time in our every day to really put rest in. So don't go for the big dramatic one. So again, some of my tips are have a lunch break. Try to limit your hours break those hours down to 90-minute sessions. And even when you're with clients, remember they're getting just as – if you have meetings that go for more than 60 to 90 minutes, break. Break them. Let everyone go out. You know, go to loo, have some water, do whatever everyone – everyone else is getting fatigued. I actually think you should bring them back from 90 minutes if you are doing them online as well with Zoom. It's actually more tiring on Zoom because of the computers and everything as well. But there's not a lot of meetings that you can't do or any sessions that you can't do under 90 minutes. So something that usually could take you two hours, why don't you try to block the 90 minutes and not have any disruptions and see how fast you can get it done? So maybe get some things. But if you do get more efficient with what we said last week, some of those power habits that we were giving you last week, don't fill them up with other work. Fill them up with rest. The time that you take is rest. Get out, you know, get resting. The efficiency habits we're learning is not about how we can actually work more. It's how we can work smarter and faster. So we can actually rest, we can regenerate ourselves, and we can have the joy that everything else in the world is there for us, our family, etc, etc. Or, you know, even developing your career to the next stage, you know, having that time and space to work on yourself, you know, whatever that might look for you. 
So they're the two superpowers that I hope I outline first. First up, know your magic, get out of your own way. Second of all, create time and space for rest. Rest is the superpower. I know I've done it. And I know that when I do get start getting fatigued, everything else goes to crap. And I've really started to notice this in general. The more I look after myself as far as rest goes, there's a lot of struggle in that, obviously. We think that we should be, particularly as high-powered experts, we should be looking after our clients first or families first or whatever that is. But if we don't look after our first, ourselves first through doing what we love every day and resting we can't be there for anyone else. So really, really, you know, think about this. But don't, as I said, just pick up one or two of those small tips about your everyday and work on that. So if any of this really resonated with you and you connected with it, please, we are running a online program. We're super excited about this to help you really in a small way start to explore some of the things that I've discussed. Accountants wrwy.com the links also in the show notes if you're a bit curious about what that means you know jump on that register your interest it's launching soon if you want to go a bit deeper drop me an email sam at blueprinthq.com.au always you know love talking to accountants particularly about this stuff i think that the softer stuff the the more woo-woo stuff is actually where we need to go this is why we haven't been able to change um, some of the stuff that we went through As usual, always, though, people, please continue the conversation. Be brave, and I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. To check out more information on all things Sandine and Blueprint, go to the website, blueprinthq.com.au. And remember, continue the conversation and be brave. See you next time.